0: you're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious.
1: Okay, Mark and Sandon. we're here, outer space.
2: Sweet, I'm gonna take a video of my hamster, pasta bucatini, flying through space and get a million likes, right, PB? And I'm gonna eat this ice cream float while I float, yum. So, um, elevator, <laughs> why aren't your doors opening?
1: I have no idea, this never happened before open. Doors open. I said doors open.
3: I'm overriding your system.
4: Harvey, our omnipresent virtual voice assistant. What is your disembodied voice doing
3: here?
1: More importantly, who gave you permission to override my system?
3: I am programmed to save humans and also hamsters from danger. And Mark... Sandin and Pasta Bucatini are in grave danger if those doors open. What? You mean space?
2: It's fine. I can hold my breath, see? Yeah, we're only going to float out
4: there for a few minutes anyway.
3: A lack of breathable air is only one of the many extreme dangers your frail, weak bodies would face.
4: Who are you calling weak? I mean, you did pull a muscle opening a jar of jelly. That jar had been working
2: out and you know it.
1: Okay, fine. I bet you'll say space is also cold, right? Big deal. I was planning on cranking up the heat when they got back in, so... Stop overriding my doors!
3: Actually... Objects in space can experience a wide range of temperatures. For instance, in direct sunlight, an object could reach up to 248 degrees Fahrenheit. That would totally melt my ice cream. And my face. But in the shade, that object could plummet to negative 148 degrees.
4: Uh, I don't think I'm wearing enough layers.
1: Fine. They can wear reflective parkas. Just let... Goal of my doors!
3: In addition, since there is no atmosphere in space, there is no atmospheric pressure. Without suitable pressure, the fluids in the human body would begin to boil. That doesn't make sense. Fluids boil when they have enough energy to break free from the pressure of the air pushing down on them. In space, there is no air pressure, so fluids can boil very easily, like your blood and other bodily fluids. Boiling
1: body fluids? No, my one weakness. What are you? Are nanny... If we want adventure, we'll get adventure. Right, guys?
2: Uh, now that you mention it, uh, I'm I actually do need to head back to Earth. I've got an appointment with my gardener about begonias. Yeah, that's believable, right? Yeah, totally. And I just don't want to die.
1: You're backing out now because some bodiless robot voice made you scared? Yeah, exactly. <sighs>
4: Fine.
1: Back to Earth it is. But if that robot voice tries to override me again, I'm going to control-alt-deleted into oblivion.
3: In addition to the dangers I mentioned, space is also full of harmful radiation, and you could be hit by small particles of dust or rocks that are moving fast enough to pierce your skin.
4: Oh, oh. I I'm, I'm so scared I can barely eat this ice cream float. Oh, the horror. Oh, no. Oh, don't, no, no. don't. Here, how's ice cream pee pee? Don't worry, it's made from
5: kale.
6: You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom and with me today are brother and sister Eli and Kennedy from Laguna Niguel, California. Hello. Hi. Hi, Molly. So it turns out space is super dangerous. Were you surprised to learn that?
0: Yeah, I was surprised that dust particles could pierce your skin. I thought that. The only danger was lack of oxygen, so I didn't really know it would be that dangerous.
6: Yeah, it is dangerous in a whole variety of ways, which is kind of surprising. Um, And I just want to know, are you guys interested in space generally? Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's interesting because, like, there's so much we don't know about it, so we can just, like, keep exploring it and we'll find new things. I think it's cool that, like, it goes on pretty much forever and nobody knows if it
6: ends so what about space travel? Would you want to go into outer space if you could?
0: No. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go into <laughs> outer space someday to, like, see what it's like to float and stuff.
6: So Eli was a yes, and Kennedy was a hard no. Why not, Kennedy?
0: Um, I get really motion sick
6: in, like, airplanes.
0: I don't really think I would like to go to space. And I also don't really like small, like, cramped areas, so...
6: Right, so it would be a tiny cramped area, and if you get motion sick on an airplane, you'd probably get motion sick in outer (laughs) space. Probably not the best. (laughs) Well, even though space is a parade of terrifying threats to our physical existence, we've managed to explore it thanks to spacesuits.
0: They basically give us space-defying superpowers, so it's no wonder you all want to know more.
7: Hi, my name is Astro from St Paul, Minnesota. My question is, why do astronauts need spacesuits and spaceships to
0: explore outer space? Why can't they do it without that stuff?
1: Hi, my name is Nathan from Melbourne, Australia, and my question is, how does the spacesuit work? My
0: name is Michael, I live in Hogansville, Georgia. My question is, how do they make spacesuits? My name is Ernest, and I live in Chicago. And my question is, why are spacesuits white? There are a few different types of spacesuits, but maybe the most famous kind is the suit you see NASA astronauts wearing when they float outside the International Space Station. These suits are white with big fishbowl-like helmets. They have boots and gloves that look super puffy and hard to move in.
6: Yeah, and there are all these valves and tubes on the front and a big pack on the back. This kind of suit is known as an extravehicular mobility unit.
0: Or an EMU. Extravehicular means outside a vehicle, like a spacecraft.
6: And mobility means the ability to move. I love when the name of the thing tells you what the thing does. So helpful.
0: But how does the space suit let you move around? You know, without the freezy, melty, boily airlessness of space stopping
6: you. Well, a suit needs to do four main things. <whistles> Spacesuit requirements roll call! First up air to breathe.
0: Spacesuits have valves to pump oxygen from a life support system on the back, and valves that pump out the CO2 you exhale. All told, a NASA EMU has between six and eight hours of air supply. Next up, pressure.
6: On Earth, the air around us pushes on us in all directions at all times. We call that air pressure. You don't feel it because you're used to it, but without that air pressure, all your body fluids would boil away.
0: No, thank
6: you. So the inside of a spacesuit is pressurized, which means there is air all around you. It's sort of like being inside a giant balloon suit.
0: (whistles) a comfy temperature. A spacesuit needs to keep you cool in the sun and warm in the shape. So spacesuits have cooling equipment and insulation. Climate control for the win. <whistles> Last up, look out!
6: A spacesuit needs to protect you from meteoroids and other stuff flying through the empty void. So EMU suits are tough enough to withstand small impacts. Basically, space armor.
0: With those four powers combined, you have... A space suit.
6: So many cool things packed in one suit.
0: Yeah, it's basically a wearable
6: spaceship. You know one thing it doesn't have? A... Uh... Mystery sound. All right, here it is. All right, any guesses? Let's start with you, Kennedy.
0: Well, I kind of hear some liquids, and it sounds like it's bubbling, mm-hmm. so maybe like some kind of factory that's making something? Yeah, I think it's kind of like the same thing.
6: So you heard the bubbling liquid, so you're thinking a factory mm-hmm. that's making something. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear it again and give you another chance to guess in just a little bit.
4: ba 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 brains on. If at first you don't make it into the deep, dark void of space, try, try again. Oh, how about this suit?
2: That's, Mark, that's a swimsuit. Try again. This one? That's just a picture of you with a bag on your head. Oh, yeah. Sandin! Mark! We're here to spiff you up for space, honey. Spacey! Hello, lovelies! And Stardust! You're
8: gorgeous! Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've seen all your space makeovers. My favorite episode is the one where you got that chicken ready for its moonwalk. You are too kind. Now let's space you over. So, we are dressing you in the hippest suit for space. Of course by that we mean NASA's EMU suit. You know, the white one that looks a little marshmallowy. Hmm, that makes sense. I've always felt connected to marshmallows. Awesome.
2: But here's my thing. I've been really into, like, patterns and prints lately. Are there any options besides plain white?
9: Oh my god, I know, I know, I know. White is a little basic. A small floral print? I would be
8: obsessed. Or a subtle leopard print. Dreamy, but white's the most appropriate for space. White reflects the most heat. And as you know, space can get toasty. So we have got to stick with that. Gotcha.
2: I mean, I
9: like the mallow vibe too. It's cool. Now, with the outer suit settled, let's get the fiercest
2: part. Accessories! Starting with underwear. Oh, my underwear is top of the line. 20 million threads per inch, nanofiber with built-in scent filtration.
4: Mine has GPS, so I always know where it is, which is usually under my
8: pants. Except that one time. Wow! For space, you'll need some new basics. Here are your long johns and a diaper. Long
9: johns wick away sweat if you're hot and keep you warm if it's chilly. I love it. The diaper is for mm, just in case. Spacewalks can be long and a diaper keeps you out there for longer. So here, put these on. Space diaper,
2: we're gonna rock a
9: space diaper. Also, here's a cute little liquid cooling layer. Go
2: ahead, zip that
9: baby up, honey.
2: Hmm. These kind of remind me of onesies PJs. Anyone else getting that vibe? It's like a full body fabric hug.
8: Exactly. So, this onesie has tiny little tubes of water running through its fabric. The water tubes will circulate cool water to drop your temperature if you start to overheat. But you'll never get wet. It's quite an intricate system.
4: Rad. Like personal air conditioning, only liquid.
8: Next, you'll wear these communication caps inside your helmets. They're hats but also have built-in headphones and a microphone.
2: Test, test. Sand into pasta, bucatini. This is the best space over ever. Over. I
9: don't know who gave you permission to have the cutest gerbil in the galaxy, but yes.
2: Thank you. Actually, he's a hamster.
9: Okay, we're moving on to exterior accessories.
8: Okie dokie. At the back of your space suit top, you'll have an attachment that looks like a rectangular backpack. That is your life support system. It runs your other equipment, including your liquid cooling layer and your oxygen supply.
9: And it won't be heavy at all. Because I'm ripped, right? No, no, honey. Because space. No gravity, no weight.
4: No problem. brah. But here on Earth, it's still pretty heavy.
2: Okay, as a fabulous finale, a wrist mirror for each of you. Ah, perfect. This will be great for checking my hair before all the
8: selfies I'm going to post from space. Sandin. Your helmet stays on. Taking your gear off in space is very tacky. This mirror is for reading the displays and controls on the front of your suit. When you've got your space helmet on, you can't move your head down to look at your chest.
2: But how will I turn my head to get my good side? Oh yeah, you're right, Pasta. Good point. Every side is my good side. The controls are
9: actually backwards on the suit, so you read them normally in your wrist mirror. It's the most. Wow. NASA thought of everything. How about snack accessories?
4: Does this suit have any of those?
8: Absolutely. Great thought. A drink bag and food bar are velcroed inside your top.
9: Ooh, before we forget, let's clean your helmet window with a little anti-fog spray.
8: And you're all set. Now, are you ready for the final frontier? Space? No, the catwalk. Strut that stuff, space honeys.
9: Give me a hair flip. Walk and pose and strut and pose and walk and strut and pose and walk and strut
2: and pose and walk. I feel so glamorous right now.
4: I know, yeah. Especially considering we're wearing diapers.
6: Space suits are just one example of clothes that help us do extraordinary things. We also have firefighter suits that protect
0: against heat and flame.
6: Camouflage suits that let us blend in with nature.
0: And three-piece suits... Which last like super fancy.
6: We asked you to design your own supersuit, and boy, did you have some rad ideas!
1: If
0: I were to make a spacesuit that were to be used on land, it would shoot electricity from the hands, it would camouflage, and it would be fireproof. I would choose to be invisible and/or to go through things.
1: I would make a suit that is used to transport you to another place, it would look like this gray cloak.
0: If I could create any suit, I would make a calming suit to help hyperactive kids calm down when they are overwhelmed. It would work by gently squeezing the person when they turn it on. My idea is a suit that is covered in Lego studs so that I could attach cool Lego stuff. My supersuit will allow me to go to the core of the earth and the sun to collect samples. It will be heat resistant. If I was going to invent a suit, it would be to slow down time. Thank you. Bye.
6: That was Joe from Williamsburg, Virginia, Ava from Indianapolis, Solen from Columbus, Ohio, Chance from Virginia Beach, Cameron from Morgantown, Pennsylvania, Ashton from Tampa, and Caleb. We are working on an episode about why we like scary things, from creepy movies to fast roller coasters. But you know who never gets to be scared? monsters, because they have to do all the scaring. So, what if the tables were turned? If you had to scare a monster, how would you do it? Would you find a bigger monster? Would you give the monster a pop quiz? Would you shower the monster with sprinkles and sparkles and unicorns and rainbows? <coughs> Send us your best ideas on what it would take to scare a monster. Go to BrainsOn.org contact. Do you have a
0: mystery sound you think can stump the Brains On co-hosts?
6: A question you want to hear answered?
0: Maybe you have a rad drawing of your dream super suit. Send them to us.
6: Head to brainson.org slash contact. That's how we got this great question.
0: My name is Theo from Flint, Michigan. My questions are, what is going on inside your body when you crack your knuckles? And does anything bad happen to you when you crack your knuckles?
6: We'll have an answer to that during our moment of um at the end of the show.
0: And we'll read the most recent groups to be added to the brains honor roll. And if you listen to the very very end, you'll hear a preview of
6: the latest episode of Smash Boom Best. That's our show where we take two cool things, smash them together, and debate which one is best.
0: Today's is swimming versus soccer, so stay tuned.
6: This is Brains On. I'm Molly.
0: I'm Kennedy. I'm Eli.
6: And this is the Mystery Sound. Here we go. All right, any new thoughts? So
0: maybe not really like a factory, but more something that... It's already built, but they're, like, powering it with, like, water or something. Mm, I don't know. That yeah, is a really kind good of like, like boiling lava or um, boiling water.
6: Those are really good thoughts. Well, here is the answer.
10: That was the sound of a scuba diver breathing underwater.
6: A scuba diver. So those bubbles coming out were actually his exhales coming out of his mask. That's so cool.
3: Oh.
10: Hi, I'm Carl Shreves. I'm the Educational Content Development Executive for PADI, the Professional Association of Diving Instructors. I work on the courses we have for learning to scuba dive. And then something I do away from PADI is I work with the NASA NEMO program. And NEMO is the NASA Extreme Environment Mission Operations. The NASA NEMO project typically involves three astronauts and a NASA scientist Uh, They are in an underwater habitat, which basically is living underwater at about 60 feet in the Florida Keys. And the purpose of NEMO is to be an analog for space travel. So it's, it's something between a simulation like they do in their training and reality because it's a real mission. They really are depending on their life support. The cool thing about Becoming a diver is it lets you be sort of an underwater astronaut.
6: Speaking of outfits that let us do amazing things, let's hear some more of your ideas for a truly super suit.
0: I would like a special suit with a button so I could fly. And another button for a super strength. I want a suit that has odor on it that chickens don't like so they back off and don't peck you. It would look like this fluke cloak that has chickens all over it, being like, ew. I would have a suit that would blow air into stuff. It's like a white shirt with a glove with an air compressor and a vacuum on top of the glove. It would allow you to inflate things easily. Dragon suit allows you to fly and breathe fire. It's really good for long trips, and it's really good for camping. You could just start a fire with your breath. My super suit idea is a suit that has access to every library in the world so you could instantly read any book you'd like. If I made a spacesuit, it would have the power of creativity. When I took the spacesuit off, I would remember how to build everything I made. My idea for a suit is a kind of suit that allows astronauts to fly on the moon. It has wings instead of rockets, and instead of a glass front, it's a special kind of glass computer. It has all kinds of databases in the helmet. But the best thing about it, the suit can turn into a breakdancing suit. What? What? I hope you put this on your show.
6: That was Rose from Ireland, Manny and Simon from Columbus, Ohio, Briley from Utah, Harper from Southern California, Oliver from Cloquet, Minnesota, and Buck from Jericho, Vermont. Well, when it comes to spacesuits, there are lots of talented people designing new features, even as we speak.
0: One of them is Tessa Rundle. She's a spacesuit life support system development engineer with NASA. Hi, Tessa.
7: Hi, Kennedy. Hi, Eli. How long has the current spacesuit been in use for? So the current spacesuit, the EMU, or extravehicular mobility unit, as we call it, has been in use for almost 40 years. What do you think is the coolest feature that most people don't know about? So a lot of people are familiar with the liquid cooling and ventilation garment. That's the part of the suit that keeps the astronauts cool when they're inside the suit. So this is a kind of a one piece layer that has tubing sewn into it that water flows through and that's what keeps them cool when they're on their spacewalk. There's actually over 300 feet of tubing sewn into this garment. And that's a lot of tubing when you think about it. Oh. Another thing I think is really cool is that all of the spacesuit gloves are actually hand sewn And there are over 70 different sizes of gloves for astronauts to choose from. Is it comfortable to be in a spacesuit? not really say it's comfortable. I think the astronauts tolerate it because, you know, obviously it's pretty cool. It's, it's worth being uncomfortable for a little while if you get to go out and do a spacewalk. But it's it's not all that comfortable and they're really hard to move around in. Uh, because of the pressure difference inside the suit and outside the suit, you have to work really hard to move around. So if you think about kind of what it feels like to squeeze a tennis ball, this is what it feels like if you're trying to squeeze onto a tool wearing the spacesuit gloves. So. It's it's not the most comfortable, but it does its job in keeping our astronauts alive.
0: What do you do when you're in space and something is like itchy or how do you like scratch yourself?
7: (laughs) Yeah, that would be quite the predicament. So if you're outside and you're in your suit and you have an itch, you know, on your leg or something, you might be able to kind of shift around and reach that one. But if you have an itch on your nose. Uh, You're probably just going to have to deal with it and be uncomfortable for a few seconds until it passes because there's really not a way to get to those types of itches.
0: (laughs) What are some of the most
7: important updates NASA wants to make? So there are a couple of things that we want to do with the next spacesuit. Um, one of them is increasing mobility. So when we go to the Moon and Mars, we're going to have to do a lot more walking around than astronauts currently have to do in the suits that we have. So we need to increase the mobility of the legs part of the spacesuit so that we can, you know, walk around and go more places. What are some practical jokes astronauts play on each other? So, a few years ago, astronaut Scott Kelly actually took a gorilla suit to the International Space Station. And so he dressed up in this gorilla suit, and he was chasing around his fellow crewmates and moving around a whole bunch of equipment mm. and doing a lot of silly things. And there are actually videos of that online, so... That's so cool. Yeah, That's pretty funny. Thanks for stopping by, Tessa. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Maybe those future spacesuits will
6: make it easier for astronauts to dance.
0: Yeah, because they'll want to bust a move once they hear this brand new spacesuit song we've got queued up. It's Spacesuit Song by Jamie Liddell. Hit it! Three,
1: two,
0: one! Can't wear your swimsuit on the moon. You can't take a dip in the sea of tranquility without being covered up completely i the
2: go it's one small step for man one giant leap for hamster kind right pasta
4: it's pretty awesome the dapper duo made your hamster a custom space suit
2: totally though I have no idea where they got that tiny diaper I
8: know so cute
2: okay now pasta time to get those lights and pose and float, and pose and float. yes 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 no not that face That's the face right there. Oh, that's the look. You're going to be a star, baby. All right. And pose. And strike. Show me those paws.
10: Yeah. Make those squeaky face. That's cute.
0: Space is super cool, but also pretty dangerous. That's why we invented spacesuits. Space suits keep astronauts from getting
6: too hot or too cold. They also provide air pressure, air to breathe, and they protect against space dust and space rocks.
0: Astronauts also use all kinds of cool gadgets on each spacewalk. That's it for our excellent adventure into space. Brain Dine is produced by Mark Sanchez, Molly Bloom, and Sandin Totson.
6: Manica Wilhelm is our fellow, and her super suit would include a lightweight ice cream sundae station slash backpack. We had production help from Christina Lopez and engineering help from Mike Casper, John Miller, and Veronica Rodriguez. Special thanks to Judy Fry, Najude Morancy, Brian Frank, Todd Masterson, Josh Holt, Vicky Kreckler, and Sam Chu.
0: And now, before we take off, it's time for the moment of Um. Um.
3: Um. um. um, um. um, um,
0: um, um Um. Um. What is going on inside your body when you crack your knuckles?
5: Yeah, so the technical explanation is that some of the nitrogen, which is living in your bones, ends up creating a bubble in the joint that you pop. The crack is actually a result of the creation of the bubble. So my name is Roland Chang. I'm a rheumatologist, epidemiologist at uh, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. And generally what people do to crack their joints is um, there's a negative pressure within the joint so that the bones are actually attracted to each other because of this negative pressure within the joint. You know, the joint is at the junction of two bones. And what you end up doing when you crack your joints is that you pull against this negative pressure. And that's what creates the bubble, you know, the nitrogen that's in the bone to actually get into the joint. And one of the reasons that people say that it's not a good thing is because, you know, having a negative pressure in the joint actually aids in the stability of the joint. And when you create the bubble in the joint, you actually momentarily, it doesn't last for very long because the bubble gets dissolved very quickly, you're momentarily making the joint unstable because you've undone the negative pressure within the joint. There does not seem to be a relationship between frequent crackers, people that you know frequently crack their joints, and the development of any kind of arthritis within those joints. But, you know, I think from a theoretical perspective, you don't want to do this too often because you're doing some potential micro injury to the joint.
6: Um, um, um. I'm going to take a crack at reading this list of names. They are the most recent group of listeners to be added to the Brain's Honor Roll. They keep this show rolling by sharing their fabulous questions, ideas and mystery sounds. Caroline from Austin, Texas. Kate from Atlanta. Bernadette from Maryville, Missouri. Connor from Chestnut, Illinois. Ms. Argodale's 5th grade class at Greenbrier East Elementary. Jocelyn from Portland, Oregon. Alex and Henry from Bloomington, Minnesota. Jeremy from Asheville, North Carolina. Aria and Adia from La Crescent, Minnesota. Oliver from West Hills, California. Eve from Germany. Mayel from Brentwood Bay, British Columbia. Zeb from Reston, Virginia. Bo from Marshall, Minnesota. Madison and Dante from Phoenix. Zachary from Redmond, Washington. Sarah from Jerusalem. Maya and Eli from Rugby, UK. Sula From San Francisco, Audrey from Oviedo, Florida, Beatrice and Desmond from Hull, Massachusetts, Maya from Brooklyn, New York, Luca from LaGrange, Kentucky, Simon and Miles from Ithaca, New York, Sydney, Lucia, and Tenzig from Boulder, Colorado, Sadie from Port Angeles, Washington, Jasper from New York City, Cyan from Coquitlam, British Columbia. Nova from San Francisco. Jay from Durham, North Carolina. Riley from croton on Hudson, New York. Quinn and Griffin from Flemington, New Jersey. Katie from Warsaw, Virginia. Kirsten and Aaliyah from Watertown, Massachusetts. Bridget from Clinton Township, Michigan. Evelyn from Plymouth, UK. Maya from Portland, Oregon. Zoe from Minneapolis. Ella from Canberra, Australia. Baxter from Camden, Maine. Ramona from Portland, Maine. Ella and Harvey from Caxby, UK. Daya and Roshni from Innisfil, Ontario. Elliot from Philadelphia. Joshua from Boys. Idaho, Josie and Frankie from Aurora, Illinois, Mason and Maya from Denver, Gabe from Destin, Florida, Francis from Austin, Texas, Tate from St. Paul, Minnesota, Dalton from California, Sophie and Hayden from Dalton, Georgia, Brenna from Sarasota, Florida, Armand and Vihan from Austin, Texas, Hannah and Emily from West Palm Beach, Florida, and Jude from Broadview Heights, Ohio. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening. And before we go, here's a preview of the latest episode of Smash Boom Best. Tommy and Anna have no idea what their sneak attack challenge will be, so they're going to have to invent something on the spot. Are you guys feeling improvisational today? Yes.
2: Yes and. (laughs) Yes and.
6: (laughs) Your top secret assignment is... Speed facts. How many facts can you get out about your side in one breath? Anna and Tommy, feel free to whisper, shout, slur, do whatever you have to do to get the most facts in. We'll give you some time to think up a bunch of facts and then you'll both take a big breath and let her rip.
1: Sound good? Yeah, swimmers might have an advantage here, because they know how to take some deep <laughs> <That's> breaths. <True. laughs> I think I've done three lengths of the pool without breathing oh, before. Oh, my goodness.
0: Wow. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> step up your game, Tommy.
6: <laughs> Tommy was up first last round, so Anna, you're up. Use those swimmers' lungs. And if you take a mm-hmm. breath, I'm going to tell you to stop. Okay, We're I'm
1: watching on. you closely. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. There are four main types of strokes that we didn't get to talk about today. There's freestyle, which looks like a dog. There's butterfly, which looks like a butterfly. There's breaststroke, which looks like you're whipping butter. And there's backstroke, which you can do on your back. You can swim all of them together. take a breath? Nope. Oh, it was I just like out. You can swim all of them together at an event called the IM, which stands for individual medley. Or you can swim them as a part of a relay, which is when you swim with three other swimmers on a team. Or you could do what's called a distance swim, where you just keep going and going and someone is at the end of your... <laughs> 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 Lane holding cards <laughs> That, I think was, hey, I that, that has to be one.
2: disqualified for the end that
1: I was found was myself very, holding my breath with you I, know, I, was, I was like ow like, ow oh, oh. oh. <laughs> That was harder but I thought That was very impressive
2: was
6: Well done Tommy are you ready Your lungs feeling strong
2: I'm just going to chew on a blade of grass Because I'm a soccer player <laughs> And then I'll be ready to go
6: <laughs> Alright, Whenever you're ready
9: Soccer fields are 100 yards long. It is known as a beautiful game. It has been a rough for thousands of years. More. I can't do it. <laughs> really hard. It's so hard. I think I
6: cheated. Who am I, a soccer player? Oh. To find out who won that Smash Boom battle, head to smashboom.org or subscribe to Smash Boom Best wherever you get your podcasts.